You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is AJ Black. I am the editor and publisher of BC Bulletin and the host of the show. If you've not listened to Locked On Boston College before, we are a daily Boston College podcast. If you listen to this on Apple Podcasts, I have a favor to ask. Go over to the app, give us a five-star rating, and give leave us a quick little review. It helps other fans find us, and it would really mean a lot to me. If you're on another site, Recommend us to some of your friends and family, people that like Boston College sports. I know they're out there. If you could help us find them, that would be a great help. Now, in today's episode, we have a few things that we're going to talk about. We need to review the Boston College basketball game against Maine. We're going to talk about coaching news around the nation because there was one coaching move on Tuesday that really affects some things around Boston College. And then finally, I want to talk about uniforms and where we are in terms of apparel at Boston College. Let's kick it off by talking about that Boston College basketball game. Boston College defeated Maine on uh, Tuesday. They won 78-62 in a game they controlled from basically tip-off to last whistle. Now, this was a game Boston College had to win. You could not lose a game against Maine and go down 1-6 in the, in the uh, on the year. After losing four in a row, Boston College came out and they looked strong. Again, it's against Maine, who was 0-2 with two losses to Hartford. But they look good. The defensive um, intensity was there. They were, you know, really showing some hustle. Jay Heath looked like he had a, uh, a fire lit under his butt through that whole game. And um, it showed. You know, BC held Maine to 23 points in the first half. And Maine could not get a clean bucket. You know, they, they the six of those points, at least when I was watching, were just off of really highly contested threes. Those are the types of buckets you give up. Because if they're going to have to take really low percentage shots, you give you let them do that. And BC, they had 15 steals in this game. So you saw the, the BC doing what they needed to do. Evidently, Christian must have really laid into them. Because basically what we heard after the Syracuse game was uh, Christian saying that he was responsible, the players were responsible for a lackluster performance, low energy, uh, just no hustle. And that was clearly not the case today. The big offensive weapon that they had was the inside game. They scored 40 plus points inside the paint, 44 points to be precise. And a lot of that came from James Karnick and CJ Felder, who Maine had no answer to, you know, they would throw different guys at them. Karnick and, and Felder both had some pretty uh, highlight dunks in that game because Maine just did not have the interior presence to slow either of them down. And BC needed that interior presence because they're, uh, perimeter shooting was awful. They shot 25% from three-pointer, three-point range, um, which ne- didn't allow them to really um, build any huge lead off of those threes because they could have really blown this game open if they hit some of those. Uh, but they weren't just were not able to hit it. They had no player on the team had more than two three-pointers in the entire game. Um, so that that was concerning. You you know, in a game like this against Maine, you want to see, as I said in our preview, you want to see BC do you know all the little things right. And for the most part, they did. The passing was better. Uh, the, obviously, the defense was was much better. But the perimeter shooting was was bad. And what worries me about that is that again against a team like Maine, that's not going to matter. 
BC ended up winning by 16 points, and they would have won by a lot more, but they threw all their you know walk-ons on for the last two or three minutes of the game. So what worries me is that when you play teams with better interior you know players, with better post players that can you know size up against Karnick and Felder, which we've seen Syracuse do, we've seen Florida do, they don't even need to be bigger. They just need to be as athletic or if not more athletic. And I think that really says a lot that there's going to be a lot of teams that are going to have that. Most ACC teams will have defenders that can match up against them. But when they have those players, BC is going to have to figure out other ways to score. Good teams do that. And I don't see that with BC. And that worries me coming out of this game is that BC was able to pound the ball inside, but still their perimeter shooting, you know, when you have two guards like Winston Tabs and Jay Heath, you should be able to shoot the ball from the outside, and they can't. And I think that's going to really rear its ugly head when they start playing these games. Like, they play NC State next. And I'm not sure how they're going to be able to find offense if the interior, in if those guys down low can't get those high-percentage shots. But in the end of the day, the, the BC wins their second game of the season. Uh, you know, it's is it, a, is it a meaningful win? Not really. It's Maine. Um, it doesn't really tell you a whole lot because it's Maine and it doesn't build really much of anything other than, you know, they feel a little better and they got their defense under their feet, which is good. Um, but we're going to have to see more from them again. They, they're going to have to build from this and they have to be able to continue to improve on, you know, all the little things that they do wrong and against Maine, you don't see all those things. It's, It's easy to hide that. But we'll have to wait till they play NC State, who's a very good team. NC State's a top 25 team right now. And, you know, Boston College is nowhere near that. And unless they really improve, and I don't I don't see that happening, I think it's going to be a tough, tough game for them. You know, it when when you're looking at where this team is going, and I feel so bad because, you know, when, on the site on bcbulletin.com, I do uh, game updates for football and, and basketball. I don't really do it for hockey because I don't really have the time to watch all the sports. I'd be sitting in front of the TV for, from like September to March not doing anything else. But when I do the basketball updates, no one cares. And I don't blame them because look at – if you've never looked it up, Ken Palm is a rating system that uses a whole bunch of different statistical points to make predictions on the seasons – and they rank teams based off of those statistical points. You know, it's offensive efficiency, defensive efficiency, turnovers, strength of schedule, all those different, you know, things thrown into a pot into his his system. And he weights them and puts them in, and they give a rating system, a ranking. And then if you have the um, other, you know, like the premier package, you can look up and see what what the schedule looks like for a team moving forward. To give you a, a, a hint at where Boston College is, uh, Ken Palm has BC winning one more game the entire season. One more game. That would be like a 3-24, and 3-23, uh, and 23, something like that, a record. Uh, that tells you where we're going, okay? Ken Palm is usually pretty close. Uh, but, you know, with Boston College, he's he's been inaccurate in the past. And there's one other game. It's, so the win would be against Wake Forest. Uh, and that's in February. And the other game, there was a 50-50 game, and it was against Notre Dame. So those are the only games Boston College is is uh, favored going out. A lot of work to do. They lost they lost uh, rankings today in the Ken Palm system because they were projected to beat Maine by 22 points, and they only beat them by 16. Now, in the end, 
they probably would have beat them by 22 points if they didn't throw in all the walk-ons at the end, but that's where they're at. As I've said before, and I hate to be a Debbie Downer, it's going to be a long season for basketball. I think everyone's looking towards the end um, and looking towards what's going to happen at the end of the season and just kind of waiting it out. I get that. I remember with football how that felt. And I, I'm not blaming you if if you've tuned out. You know, <laughs> Think of it how I think about wrestling. Wrestling is something I can't watch, but I love a podcast that talks about it. Maybe I can be your outlet to give you a heads up of what's going on in basketball. You don't have to watch the basketball team, but you can listen to me talk about it. And maybe that'll keep you kind of engaged in what's going on. So uh, there were a bunch of guys on the team that ended up with uh, double-digit points. And, you know, they still didn't really get a lot of assists. I think there were 15 assists on the day. Not good ball movement for BC. So that's where they're at right now. When we In a moment, we're going to talk about Don Brown. There was some news about him, and I think you guys are going to want to hear more about it. But first, we need to talk about Coors Light. Now, if you are like me, you are always go, go, go. There's a million different things in your life that you have to get through in every day, whether it's work or family or all sorts of um, social commitments or, or work commitments. And then you just have to find those moments to just chill. And that's when you reach for Coors Light. Now, we're in the midst of bowl season, and bowl season's amazing. Now there's all sorts of games that you can watch where you can just sit back, chill, and drink a Coors Light. Coors Light is the official beer of watching any team just to drink beer. It's cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door at get.coorslight.com. Celebrate responsibly, Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. It's the holiday, folks, and all of us are probably eating not what we should be. And that's why I want to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bar is a delicious chocolate-covered bar that is good for you and gives you the nutrition that you need to get through your day. They have 18 amazing flavors. you got to check some of these out. They have six new flavors like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and carrot cake. And they have some original flavors that are as delicious like German chocolate, mint brownie, and coconut. They are easy to chew. They're very good and tasty. And they're good for anyone who's trying to watch their weight while indulging in a delicious treat. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and great for a keto diet. Now listen to the flavor profile of the coconut almond. 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 net carbs. That's it. You're going to get that with a chocolate-covered bar? How are you going to beat that? You just can't. you got to go with Built Bar. So here's what we got. We have a special promo for you with Built Bar. They're going to give you a free cooler with purchase while supplies last. All you need to do is go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. The holidays are around the corner and I'm going to give you a hot tip that could earn you some extra cash. The new Locked On Bets podcast is hosted by Lee Sterling of ParamountSports.com. Lee is red hot to start the season, and he shares a lock of the day on every episode. Easy money. Subscribe to Locked On Bets today whenever you get your podcasts. Locked On Boston College here. Now, this is what we're going to talk about next. Don Brown, former Boston College defensive coordinator who left the Eagles to go to Michigan, was just fired 
by Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan staff. He was uh, obviously on the outs after a tough season in Michigan where the defense dropped drastically to 85th in the country in yards allowed. Now, any Boston College fan, if you think back, you can remember what Don Brown did with this team. You know, he came to BC in 2013 with Steve Adazio. He was an expert recruiter in the Massachusetts area, and he was good on defense. You know, he was a defensive guru, and he br- he brought BC's defense into another stratosphere. And one, honestly, I can say we haven't seen since. So in 2015, that was the year that we lost our quarterback. I think it was Darius Wade that broke his leg. And Boston College didn't have a quarterback. But they had the nation's top defense, and it was under Don Brown. This defense was nuts. I mean, you're never going to see a team so lopsided as that Boston College team because BC's defense that year, you know, you had Justin Simmons, you had Harold Landry, you had all these talented players out there, and literally no offense. You could not move the ball if they tried. You know, they were throwing Troy Flutie out there. They were throwing Jeff Smith. It didn't matter. John Fadul. They threw whoever they could to try to get that offense going, and they just couldn't do anything. But every game you watched, you saw one of the best defenses in the country. And now Jim Harbaugh, he, he I saw a quote about it today, was looking at the statistics, and he just noticed in 2015, wow, look at all the defense, you know, that this Boston College is doing. We need a new defensive coordinator. Let's get this Don Brown. And they did. They brought him in. And he did a great job for a while. He brought good recruits in. He had that defense clicking. But, you know, just like everything else in Ann Arbor right now, that sheen just kind of wore off, and he ended up uh, on the outs. And, you know, they're not going to fire Jim Harbaugh right now. They're going to find scapegoats, and Don Brown was the scapegoat this year. Now, why am I bringing this up? It's not just to go down memory lane to talk about Don Brown. Because, you know, we could do that, and that'd be fine. But there's a reason I'm bringing up Don Brown right now. And that has to do with recruiting. So Don Brown in Ann Arbor was a thorn in Boston College's side. Whenever he set his t- sights on a player in New England, because that was his t- he, he, that was his catch area, he would land them he, without a doubt. Almost every time he went to look for a player, he would get them. whether it was Quiddy Pay out of Rhode Island or Khalil Mullings or Louis Hansen or T.J. Guy. Or you could go on and on. Mike Sanistrell. There was tons of, you know, you, you can go on and on with all the different uh, players that he brought in from Massachusetts and just plucked them right out of Boston College. And no matter who the coach was, whether it was Steve Adazio and even this year, Jeff Halfley, for the most part, uh, struggled with stopping them. I mean, TJ Guy decommitted from Jeff Halfley to go play for Don Brown. So now that he is gone, now that Don Brown is no longer in Ann Arbor bringing uh, Massachusetts recruits, that basically leaves Massachusetts open for Jeff Halfley, and and if Michigan decides anyone else, good luck trying to, to trying to recruit against Halfley in this area because Jeff Halfley's going to smoke you. Don Brown was a one of a kind recruiter in Massachusetts. I don't think there's anyone else out there in this in, in college football right now that could recruit this area like he did, and now he's gone. And unless he goes to a school that's really going to super recruit the Massachusetts area. I don't think that any of these kids that are really strong, uh, you know, Massachusetts recruit are going to go anywhere but Boston College. Now, you may find one of those national kids, Jonel Aguero, who was at St. John's. He's down at IMG now, but he would have been a kid, I would say, like, okay, this is a kid that's like in another echelon. He's going to be a five star recruit. You know, Clemson's probably going to call for him, Ohio State. That's a different story. 
But for the most part, you know, the no matter who these kids are, they're going to probably stay around Massachusetts unless they're a kid that wants to go elsewhere. So, for instance, William Watson III is going to be one of the top quarterbacks, I think, in the class of 23. And I know Boston College is in on him. Michigan was on in on him, too. And there's other schools that are going to want him as well. But now Michigan's gone. They don't have to worry about Michigan anymore. They don't have to fight with him for recruits. So it's 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 gonna it's gonna resonate in this area. You're gonna see Boston College really start to to lay their roots again in this area, unless Don Brown ends up at like Penn State or something like that. You know, a, a school that's kind of local that could also do that. I think Penn State would probably be Penn State, Rutgers, or UConn would be the only schools I think. But even those two schools, I think Boston College could smoke on the recruiting trail. So, and it's important to talk about what I've read some people saying, should Don Brown come back to Boston college? And obviously if he could come back in some role, that would be nice, but he's not going to replace Temple Okabu. He's not going to be the next defensive coordinator. And there's a few reasons why. First of all, Temple Okabu put Boston college defense in a better position than they were the year before. He moved them up about 40 spots in terms of total defense. Don Brown went the other way. He's 65. He's a good coach, but you know, Tem Lokabu has Jeff Halfley's trust. He's someone he knows. He knows his system. He's not just going to fire him to bring some guy in who has a history at Boston College. And I also saw people saying, well, he maybe don't put him at defensive coordinator. Throw him at like linebacker or move Sean Duggan. Here's the thing again. Sean Duggan is one of the top assistants, like top rising assistants in college football. Are you going to want to like get him upset and just move him again because you like Don Brown? No, that makes no sense. So Don Brown is not coming to Boston College. I know people are not going to be happy to hear that. He's not going to be an assistant. He's not going to be... Jeff Halfley does not need another defensive-minded coach with him uh, to kind of stir the pot because, you know, too many chefs in the kitchen can really mess things up. So I would love to see Don Brown come back too. It just make Just think about it. It makes literally no sense. If you take your emotions out of this... Don Brown, there's no role for Don Brown on this team. And he's going to find a role somewhere where he could be a defensive coordinator. And the best of luck to him, because it's not going to be at Boston College, though. Best of luck to Don Brown. Uh, but now it's it's Boston College's uh, bat, uh, backyard now, and we'll, we'll get to see what we can do with some really good recruits coming up. Now, before we get to, uh, to our third segment, there was one quick piece of news that I wanted to talk to you about, and that had to do with recruiting, I mean, transfer portal again. And that is Chris Banks, a defensive tackle who is at Temple and is in the transfer portal. Another name to watch for. You guys have been asking me, who is some of these names? Chris Banks, watch out for him. Defensive tackle, he's 310 pounds, a big kid. Uh, he was originally committed to Boston College when uh, Steve Adazio lost him to Temple. And... Um, He's got two more years under him. I don't see him as a um, elite recruit that's going to only come here to start. So he may end up being more of a depth piece where he gets playing time, but it's not like he has to start from day one. Um, he's from New Jersey. Uh, the coaches are all over his Twitter page. I can see all the ones following him. So keep your eye open for him. He seems like a guy that could be um, on the on the radar. So that's one last person to watch out for. And I will, as always, check out bcbulletin.com. We are always going to be updating you with any news that we hear about re- recruiting and transfer portal news. And I know there's a lot of it out there, and we're trying to sift through it to get you the good stuff so that you know where Boston College is at. Are you ready for some football? College football is in bowl season now, and there are some big matchups this week. 
that you can wager on. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Now, I had been thinking about the Maine and Boston College game today. Now, that spread was 22, and I'm going to go with the follow, uh, the fade system, where that means just going against a team over and over again. Once I get myself going on betonline.ag, I'm going to fade Boston College all year just because I think, just to see what happens. And I would have won today because the line was 22. BC won by 16. If you bet on Maine, you would have won some easy money. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbooks experts. This is Locked On Boston College. On tomorrow's show, we are going to have our holiday special, our Christmas spectacular, if you will, where it's going to be a holiday-themed episode that you're not going to want to miss. We're going to talk Santa Claus. We're going to talk Frosty the Snowman, all that good stuff, and the Grinch. The Grinch will always be there. We'll talk about all of that in relations to Boston College sports. So you're not going to want to miss our Thursday episode on uh, the Christmas Spectacular. Now, our final segment, we're going to talk about uniforms, something we haven't talked about on Boston Co- Locked On Boston College yet, because I think there's some interesting news that's starting to percolate, and we're going to try to jump in and see where Boston College could end in this whole situation. Now, Boston College right now is under the Under Armour uh, affiliation in terms of their branding and their uniforms. Under Armour has been part of Boston College for about 10, 15 years. I don't have the dates in front of me right now. But they they started right around the time they ended up in the ACC. Now, if you've been following the news, Under Armour has made some poor business decisions and is hemorrhaging money, according to reports. And because of that, they're trying to shed some of their financial obligations. For instance, if you looked at what they did at UCLA, they tried to get out of their uh, apparel uh, deal, and they did. So UCLA just went to Jordan, and that's a big deal. Martin Jarman, the former Boston College AD, was able to get the Jordan Swoosh uh, logo for all of their uh, – sorry, not Swoosh, the Jumpman logo for all of their apparel. That's a big deal. Recruits look at that kind of stuff. So – Boston College, I think, is going to be the next team up. Now, Boston College could go in a bunch of different directions, and hopefully they make one decision and not the other. They could go with the local stuff. They could go with New Balance or Adidas or or any of those types of schools, but I don't think that does it. Boston College needs to catch some eyes, and I think they need to go with Nike. And the reason I'm bringing this up, and it could be just me reading the tea leaves completely wrong, but Jason Baum, the athletic director sports uh, sports information director excuse me for boston college put up a tweet today that was just michael jordan smiling and he's done that for sports before but i've heard tricklings of news coming up about apparel so i wonder if he was being kind of coy about it someone asked him because he's a huge dolphin fan if you ever follow him along he tweets about the dolphins all the time if that had anything to do with the Dolphins, he said, no, it has nothing to do with the Patriots or the Dolphins. So it must be something to do with, I'm guessing, uniforms. Because, you know, when you're on social media, you can put some tea leaves together, right? You could see, like, if, if Joe Sullivan had put something up, the director of player personnel, you knew it had to do with recruiting or transfer portal. He didn't put anything up. So it's got to be something different. There's no coaching news. There's no, maybe it's facilities. I could be. But I'm going to guess, I'm going to go ahead and guess it's apparel. Now, if Boston College goes with Adidas or or a New Balance, 
I got a feeling that's a clunker. You know, you need to you need to cat you need to do things that are going to catch recruits' eyes. I know it's shallow and it's not what the Boston College motto would be, but get Nike, get get Jumpman. I don't know if that's even possible in the ACC. I don't know if they have a limited partnership with UNC. That's hard. It, that's something I'm not sure of. But if they could get one of those two schools, if that's what they have to do, and don't go back to Reebok. We don't need Reebok. They're you know an older company. I love seeing Nike. Nike's a you know the newest. They they have all the like current stuff. They they do the current uniforms. And look for New Balance. I'm all about if the, if they can do New Balance for all the other sports, whether it's hockey or baseball or the non-revenue sports, the big the big ones or even the smaller ones. I think that'd be great because New Balance is a is a current uh, local company that they're located right down the street by the stockyard. And, you know, that would be nice to have, like, a local company. I just don't want it for for football. Football is the premier sport. And if they could get into, like, a, a apparel deal with Nike for football and New Balance for some of the other ones, all the power to them. So it'll be interesting to see because I think Under Armour is going to start shedding schools. I've heard Boston College is a name that I've heard bounced around. You know, there's a bunch of different schools that they have. And they need to get, you know, they need to shed some of that money. So that'll be something to look for. Um, on the apparel deal. Now, what do you think? Do you think they should do this? What, what school? What kind of apparel would you like to see? Or do you honestly don't care? Honestly, with Under Armour, I loved all the the throwback stuff that they did this year too. By the way, I just had to throw that out there. The throwback uniforms that basically were their home uniform and away uniform this year, and those great red bandana uniforms were awesome. So if they lose those, I'll be kind of bummed because those were three great uniforms, but. You know, you have to change with the time. So we'll see what that happens with that. And with that, we're going to call it a day. It's going to be a nice early episode, nice small one. If you have not listened to some of our older episodes, go back the last couple of weeks. We've had some great conversations that are evergreen. You can listen to stuff, me talking about the National Signing Day. I talked to John Garcia. I talked to Otto Hess, uh, who's a new offensive lineman for Boston College. Go back and listen to some of the old episodes. And if you have haven't already... Make sure that you like and subscribe to us on wherever you get our, your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnBC, and you can check us out on Facebook at Boston College SI. Make sure you jump on Facebook because we do a lot of live streams that you're not going to want to miss. And if you like this, it's an interactive, fun experience after some major events. We did it after Drew Kendall signed. We did it on National Signing Day. I do some during basketball season. I do it all the time. Just to, I'm, It's a new thing. So make sure you're on Facebook at Boston College SI. Hit that follow button to make sure that you're getting all of those updates. And thank you all. We have one more episode before Christmas break, so take care, and we'll see you all again tomorrow.